0: Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network, hosted by Pete Lutz.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance for children under the age of 13. Violence, language, and adult situations. You know, the stuff that 12-year-olds would love to hear but shouldn't. May apply.
0: Welcome to Sonic Society episode 472. It's time for audio drama. And I'm your host with David Alt. Hello. How are you tonight, David? I'm very, very well, thank you. We're coming up close to the end of season 11 of the Sonic Society. It always seems to zip by us so quickly. Make sure you, society members, check out the sonicsociety.org website. I try to put up some news about our favorite medium as much as possible. I forgot to mention last week I was in the Department of Nerdly Affairs with friends of our show and kung fu action theater creator Rob Patterson, as well as Don Chisholm. And we talked, of course, about audio drama. What? You and the lovely Rob Patterson talking about audio drama? Surely not. Anything going on with you, David? Oh, plenty. It's coming up to school exam season here. But also, I'm going to be in the world premiere of a musical, which is called Busker the Musical, in Harrogate... That's North Yorkshire from the 22nd to the 25th of June. So if you are able to come along and have a listen, that would be great. But for the time being, we've got something to listen to tonight, haven't we? Tonight we have Johnny Longarms and Victoria, Empress of the Universe from All Better Audio. And no more time to vamp, so it's audio drama time right here. On the Sonic Society.
2: I've seen cartoons like this before. If I set foot in that yard... I'll probably get ripped to shreds
3: by some enormous dog. Go look again and see if there's a dog. Who's that, Gunny? Yes, sir! It's Joe. It sent me a message. What's it say? Have you heard of Jolly Longarms? Who's Jolly Longarms? Don't know. Two bowls of cider, packet of peanut and Chris and peanuts, please. There you go, It's six, five, six, six. There you go. love. Keep the change. One love. Here you go, Ellen. One cider. Cheers, mate. Here's yours, Joe. Cheers, Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Joe, what's that text about? Yeah, who's joining on, though? I've seen it on YouTube. What? Ghosting ghost in the park, got a Ghost! Honest, come round me house and I'll show you on me computer. Oh, I'll got drop Okay, we'll go after these. I've got to see this. Oh, you will, you will.
0: Malignant. Place
3: of unspeakable Hi, Mum. We're just going There's upstairs no on the either. computer, Mum. And a mailbox. Beside the driveway, coffee. We the name no coffee. No, we're okay, mum. But the Tierney's must have all gone away a long time ago. Hey, look at this. There, look, Johnny Longarms. That's not real. That's creepy. Look, the old well. That's in Manor Park. Turn it off, Joe, it's scary. Leave it, Joe. Yeah. Is that real? I don't know, Daniel. That's weird. Let me show you something else.
0: What like
3: is it? Someone on YouTube. They know the story of Johnny Longarms.
4: Hi, I'm Brian. Welcome to Paranormal Investigations on YouTube. In this episode, I'd like to introduce you to the tragic tale of Johnny Longarms. Johnny Longarms, or going by his true name, John Ashbury, was born in 1886 and lived in now what's known as Old Glossop. He is said to now haunt around the park. The story goes, John was nine years old And he was chased by three older boys from school and into the estate which is now known as Manor Park. It's said, what began as a practical joke turned into tragedy. When John fell into the well, the boys described how they could hear John's screams for help as they ran away.
0: Turn it off, Gannett, it's a lot of rubbish.
4: Later on that evening, a search party went back to the. I'm bell, not sure. shouting John's name. After two John days of he there was searching only one cable, way to find out. And John was never seen again. Years later, the same boys who were now adults met with a similar fate. They all died by drowning. Are you thinking about looking for him?
3: Looking for who? Teddy really Longarms. That's so stupid. I'm up for it, Danny. I'm up for it too. Don't look at me like that. Come with us then. I dare you. I double dare you. Don't I do It's a lot of rubbish anyway. You're so sure, Helen? Mm, yeah. See you later, mum.
5: Bye, John.
3: What time is it, Joe? Just on half nine. Shun's gone down. I said, Oh, got a torch by the way. You don't need one, it's a full moon look. You better watch out for werewolves then. That's not funny, Ganny. It is a bit. Well, here we are, man apart. You're getting full feed. I am, it's freezing. Let's just get on with it. Okay, come on. Does anyone know the way to the well? Are you joking? It's so okay, Helen, I know the way. Eh? Well there's two ways. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can follow this path. Or we can take a sharp cut through the woods. Have it is, then. Yeah, the path sounds good. Thought you'd say that. Come on then. What's that? What? I thought I something. Don't get jumpy, Helen. I'll come at you in a minute. What does that even mean? There. I can't keep coming from over there now. Probably just wildlife. Yeah, a rat or something. A rat? Danny, you know, something like a rabbit maybe. At
5: this time
3: of night. If you see in the dark, they eat carrots. Thank you, David Attenborough. Come on, it's just up here. Well wow. OK, can I go now? Hold on, we're here to see Johnny Longarms. You boo, Johnny! Shh! Johnny Longarms! Johnny Longarms! Johnny! Hey, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny! Look! Johnny! Johnny Longarms! I said, look! What? It's wet! What is? Oh, well, oh, well. It's all wet! Oh, yeah. Looks like... Looks like... What? It looks like Fort twins Yes, so what? It's not been raining, Joe. Oh, oh. I it was your goal, for those wet handprints. I don't even want to look. Please, can we go? Joe, come away. Just wait a minute. No, we're going. It looks like Joe. Joe. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, I here. Let's just get back. Whoa, oh, it's getting closer. This one's quicker. No way. Hello, we're going this way. Fine, Come on. Hello, Okay. Okay, Gaddy. Ready? I'm ready. Oh! Ah, ah, ah! Oh. Stop, stop! It won't budge! It's no good. We're in the police! Yeah, hold on. Control's got no network. Like you say! Mine's broken! You'll we'll have to go for help. What? Don't leave me! We not too, Gaddy! We need to get help! Don't be alarmed, please. I mean, I can aim. He won't come in. Tell him to come on. But do that. We're coming. Just go, but please, hurry. Ah. tree. It's on top of Danny. We can't get it off him. Calm down, sir. Where did this happen? In the park. Manor Park. In Glossop. Please help him. We can't get the tree off him. It's too heavy. It's
5: okay, sir. We're on our way. Stay where you
3: are, okay? Okay. What's your name, sir? Joe. Is anyone else hurt, Joe? No, just Danny. He's in pain. He's just trapped. It's okay, Joe. We'll be with you very soon. I can hear sirens. I can hear them. Okay, Joe, sit tight. Just explain to the police where
6: Danny is. Is that okay, Joe? Okay. Thank you. It's okay, Joe. It's okay. He
4: leads the police! Danny? He's over here! Danny! Daniel? You all right, Danny? Danny? Who's Johnny Longarms?
5: All better.
6: Attention! This is a production from the 40777. making audio sound all better.
4: Well,
6: that is all...
1: Better Audio in association with the 4077 presents Victoria, Empress of the Universe Episode 4, The Empty Spaceship Written and produced by Victor Aurelius
2: The sheer reality of Sherlock Holmes having died from a poisoning, apparently meant for the Martian Queen as an assassination attempt, is difficult to accept. Of all the adventures I have had throughout the years with my late friend, the near-death encounters, and Holmes's own falsified accidents and deaths, this is still shocking, humbling, and is truly the darkest time in my life. It has been less than two days since Holmes's body was taken to the crypt of Carg the a cave in a valley north of the Martian palace, so that his soul, or inner fire, as the Martians believe, can escape after three days. The Britannia is being repaired by the Queen's own engineers. From what I understand from Lieutenant Booth, that one of the crew who has taken me into his confidence, as well as having become a formidable chess opponent, and my recent discovery of his being a fellow whiskey enthusiast. The Martian Queen has decided to allow further improvements to the Britannia. This is odd, because Prince Victor's disappearance is now being blamed on Mycroft, Sherlock's brother, since he was the last known visitor to meet with the Prince. Mycroft is currently being interrogated by the Queen. But why would the Martian Queen simply give priceless technology to the Earth
7: when... (sighs) Come... Dr. Watson, I've come to see if you would like to join Captain Bowman, Dr. Heath, and the bridge crew in a game of poker this evening. I understand that the captain has a bottle of rare single malt whiskey he's been saving for a special occasion. Well, thank you, Lieutenant. Perhaps that would
2: be helpful in lifting my spirits. What time am I to be expected? We will be convening in about an hour, Dr. Watson, if that's acceptable. Indeed it is. Perhaps I can regale the group with some tales of my adventures with... Uh, I'm I'm sorry.
7: I do understand, Doctor. We're all in shock over losing the great Sherlock Holmes. We all knew that you two were inseparable. It must be difficult. But perhaps this is exactly the thing you need to get out and take your mind off of things.
2: Correct, my friend. I will be there. Thank you for the invitation. Anytime, Doctor Watson. John. You may call me John. Fair enough. It's John, then. See you in an hour, sir. John. Library? Are you there? I am always available for your informational needs, Dr. John Watson. Can you... uh, uh, Retrieve information from the Earth? Uh, More specifically, news from London? One moment. Accessing. Accessing.
5: I have found several London newspaper reports
1: that are pertinent to recent events, and this. Where London police have been unable to explain the recent sightings of the vigilante whom witnesses have dubbed the man in the iron suit. And in the United States, talks have stalled once again as several states have threatened a second American civil war. President Benjamin Harrison was quoted as saying, This nation shall not be divided again by war. The leader of the new confederacy, who has yet to reveal his identity, had this to say. The skies will rain down hellfire upon those who have brought this country to ruin. As the dark moon rises, the light of truth will burn those who oppose us. Hmm. Sounds like trouble brewing across the pond, eh, what? Sadly, only recently we mourned the death of Lord Parrington, whose tragic death on Mars was being investigated by the great Sherlock Holmes. We received news that Sherlock Holmes himself has died. Detailed information is being withheld by Queen Victoria at the moment, but Her Majesty does inform us...
2: Library? Uh, what, what am I listening to, A private intergovernment
4: radio broadcast exclusively for the Queen, the Prime Minister, Parliament, military intelligence, Stop. and... Stop!
2: I've heard enough! You've probably involved me in a treasonous act, you mechanical-minded fool! As you wish... I hope that Mycroft is making progress with the Martian Queen. We really need some good news.
5: Mycroft, I'm so sorry for the loss of your brother. Sherlock was a credit to your race. I will be signing a treaty with the bird people today. We are lucky that they accepted his death as a sacrifice demanded by our
6: laws. Thank you, your most radiant majesty. And yes, I too am pleased that a war is being averted. Have your security officers ascertained how the Daruk essence got into your wine bottle? No,
5: they They have have not. not. I I fear fear there may be sinister forces forces at work within my palace, those who are conspiring against
6: me. But from what I understand, you are universally loved by all the peoples of Mars.
5: If only that were true! There's a growing opinion that my allowing Martian technology to go freely to the Earth is a mistake!
6: But your Majesty, we know that is not the case. Lord Parrington was the first step in creating an alliance
5: with Earth. Your Queen Victoria wishes to build a great space armada, and we are more than happy to assist. She knows, as do I, that dark days are ahead for both of our worlds. Space
6: pirate activity has increased. One of their ships assisted Baron Cottenfell to escape the Britannia.
5: Tell me, how did he escape?
6: He was aided by some sort of relocating teleportation device. It's as I feared.
5: That was technology from Venus. But even their scientists did not create it.
6: Can I be candid, Your Majesty?
5: Of course.
6: We both know that there are other forces at work in our solar system but since your security is um how shall I say um untrustworthy at the present time, I think we should delay this conversation and its details
8: agreed. <laughs>
6: A pair of
2: tens and a pair of lovely ladies, gentlemen. Two queens and two tens, eh, Captain? That is good. But I believe four of a kind beats that. Four deuces. You win again, Dr. Watson.
4: Well played. Aye, your third win this evening, Doctor. It's my deal, isn't it? Uh, yes, Commander. More whiskey, Doctor. Are you sure he should... Purely for medical purposes. Here you are,
2: Doctor Watson. Oh, don't... don't mind if I do. Whoops. Uh, my chips seem to have abandoned me. Here, allow me. Oh, clumsy of me. No problem, it happens. Here you go, Doctor.
4: Uh, thank you, my lad. <laughs> Gentlemen, to the late, great Sherlock Holmes.
6: To Holmes. <laughs>
2: what is it, Doctor? <laughs> Holmes never lost a game of chance, you know. <sighs> he had a little trick. He taught it to me. <laughs> he called it
4: Counting cards <laughs> Well, I'm taking back my money How about you lads?
7: Aye, aye Fifty that is mine
4: Look,
6: he was hiding cards too Gentlemen Take off his
7: trousers. Oh <laughs> Nice money clip. <sighs> what? Where? 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 Where am I? Oh, I feel so drained. You are safe and unharmed, Prince Victor. Who? Who are you? Where are you? You've known me as two friendly faces. I have. You knew me on the Britannia as Dr. Neville Heath, and you also knew me as the royal prison guard in the palace. I take it that in actuality you are neither of these men? They are both forms that I created. The royal guard is a form I use in the Martian palace. Dr. Heath is a form I use to travel to Earth and search for others of my kind. I have many other forms. And are you a friend to Mars and to Earth? (laughs) I am neither a friend nor an enemy. I am, however, a benevolent... A benevolent what? That's a bit hard to explain. There is no word for it. But this is my true form. Ah, I... I... I see you as a... disembodied glowing red light. No one has seen my true form since before Mars and Earth were habitable. I assure you that I am here to help. I suppose that if you were going to harm me, you would have done so by now. So I will take you at your word. I appreciate your candor. What do I call you? Oh my, another difficult question. Hmm, there's so many names that have been used. But none of them are remotely close to being correct. Your companion, Sherlock Holmes, was the one human who was close to the correct answer. He saw similarity between Tyr on Earth and Tyros here on Mars. But even that doesn't explain everything there is about... Me? (laughs) What's so amusing? That was the first time I'd ever referred to my true self as... Me. I am not a singular life form. I am currently in several places at once. Although it's quite possible that I am the last of my kind. This sounds... Complicated. Hmm. I suppose it is.
9: Come on, lads.
6: Lift with your legs.
4: He's heavier than he looks. Place him gently on the bed.
2: Another round of drinks. All round and round.
6: (laughs) Yes, Dr. Watson. You just get some rest. Tomorrow is the celebration of Sherlock's own life.
4: Now you don't want to miss that.
2: Yes, indeed.
4: Are you coming, Doctor Heath? I'll be along in a moment.
6: Rest well, my friend.
2: And dream. Mm, yes.
0: Mm, dream.
8: Hello? No. Well the crypt of Ka'a Gru. The Lord works in mysterious ways. I am here, sir. Who are you? Sherlock Holmes and uh... I see you brought a complete English breakfast with you. Why yes, I do this every morning. I serve the Lord. He says it is civilized.
6: And uh, how, if I may inquire, do you serve the Lord?
8: He is my shepherd. He is the light. He is the promised one who has returned. We must all rejoice in the name of the Lord. Let us pray in the manner the Earth missionaries taught me. Earth missionaries? They arrived on the Britannia's first visit. They brought Bibles and taught us about the glory of the Lord, and that if we did not serve the Lord, we would be damned to hell. That sounded so very unpleasant.
6: Indeed, but you haven't answered my original
8: question, my mechanical friend.
6: How do you serve the
8: Lord? I serve from the left, and clear from the right. That is how he taught me. It is proper to do so. I'm a bit confused. I don't know where I am, uh, nor how I arrived there. Perhaps the Lord can answer your questions. He is expecting his breakfast. I'm sorry. Uh, what did you say? Please follow me, Sherlock Holmes, and I shall take you before the Lord. Do you think the
6: Lord would mind if I uh, ate what it is called? I'm frightfully
8: peckish. As the Lord said, for I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. Oh, thank you.
6: Oh, oh, that jam looks lovely,
8: too. Oh, my. That is delicious. Thank you, Sherlock Holmes. I made it myself. Please, follow me. I, um, uh, never did
6: ask your name, my gastronomic friend.
8: I am a domestic robot. I worked in the palace kitchen until I became obsolete. My designation was Robot 2nd Class Domestic Unit 2. Well, that's a
6: bit much, don't you think? Perhaps I could call you, um, uh, R2D, um, Unit 2, to save time.
8: Or you could call me Clancy. That's what the Lord calls me. Just like in 1st Corinthians, when Saul throws off his name and becomes Paul, I, too... you.
1: Admiral, I may have found a way for you to destroy the Martian Queen's rule over this planet.
5: Radiant Majesty, the Bufosu Delegation is here to sign the treaty. Excellent. They are most welcome. Doquel, it's good to see you, my friend. He says that he is most distraught that Sherlock Holmes is dead. He was a superior example of human evolution. But his death has averted conflict between our two races. Peace is preferable to war. Especially in these uncertain times. I agree. Mars cannot endure another conflict between our races. The last war nearly destroyed our planet. The thousand years of peace was mutually beneficial, and now that the Earth has become technologically advanced, Mars and Earth can properly defend against any outside aggression. Human space pirates have been sighted near the sacred egg chambers on demos. Their weapons have become more and more advanced as of late. I was aware that human pirates were being armed by Venus. But even Venus would not stoop to an all-out war with Earth and Mars. That would be futile. They are giving weapons to Earthers to persuade their world against Mars. Some of the Earth's leaders assured me that they are simply pirateers and mercenaries. And these pirates are no real threat to anyone. Besides, humans are more likely to be friends with Mars. We breathe oxygen, not acidic vapors.
8: (laughs) Welcome to my home, Sherlock Holmes.
6: Oh my, this is quite opulent for a robot's home, Clancy.
8: Nothing is too good for the Lord, sir. I decorated it to make his return comfortable. As I will yours.
6: Return?
8: Yes, return to life. His resurrection as well as yours. I don't know all of the details about your resurrection, but it must be fascinating reading also. When I get back to the palace, I plan to download all of the Sherlock Holmes stories and learn all about your life. Quite.
6: Uh, um, Clancy, I believe that you are laboring under a misconception that, um...
8: Hello. We have a guest. Yes, my lord. He took one of your scones, but he is... Do my eyes deceive me? Are you... Are you Sherlock Holmes? I apologize. I should have introduced our guest. Please forgive me, my lord. Uh,
9: Clancy. You are forgiven.
8: Thank you. Praise be unto you, O Lord. I have an idea. Clancy, since we have a
9: guest... Perhaps you can go back to the palace kitchen and bring us another full breakfast. And bring some of those little cakes this time. He's quite a pastry chef, you know.
8: Oh, what an excellent idea. I shall return in 30 minutes.
9: He'll be back soon, Mr. Holmes. Please sit. We have a lot to talk about. Indeed we
6: do. My lord.
1: Admiral Shaka, I believe I have found the secret entrance that our spies have told you about. I am tracking a robot. It is returning to the same crevice in the canyon wall. I will activate stealth mode and follow its path. I believe it will take me directly underneath the Martian palace. This is a glorious day for Venus, my son, and our family's legacy. Yes, father. I mean, yes, admiral.
6: So, let me understand this perfectly, Lord Perrington. Clancy thinks you are the Biblical
9: Lord Jesus Christ? He found me in that cave where you were placed. The Martians believe that the soul, or inner fire, as they call it, leaves the body after three days, and that it is safe to perform burial rituals. I had awakened and stumbled out into the canyon. I was met by a most curious mechanical man who asked me my name. I was only half conscious and must have only sputtered out, Lord, and then collapsed. When I finally came to a few days later, that robot had decided that I was THE Lord. I tried to tell him otherwise, but he said that he understood why I needed to keep my identity secret until I could return to Earth in glory. The Britannia had launched, leaving you behind.
6: So you have been here all this time? Had you never tried to escape?
8: Uh,
9: I tried one time, but got frightfully lost in the desert. He must know a secret way into the palace. He is only gone for 30 minutes at a time, you understand. He does feed me well. He entertains me. And he's more attentive than my own valet, Clancy. I do
6: not remember your valet returning to Earth. But
9: uh, you, however, did. How did I return to Earth? I've been here on Mars the entire time. Something I had discovered when examining your cadaver. My cadaver? Oh. Oh, my word. I know there's got to be some brandy in here someplace. (sighs) Please explain how I can be in two places at once, Mr. Holmes. You,
6: Lord Paddington, cannot. However, I am sure there is more to this story. Then we have yet to determine. I have several theories, but nothing concrete yet. Suffice it to say the body that is lying in Buckingham Palace is not human. When I examined it, I detected the pleasant scent
9: of extract of limes. There's nothing out of the ordinary about that, Mr. Holmes. I liberally use that cologne several times daily. Clancy makes a perfect replica of it for me for my use. Yes,
6: I can detect a slight hint of it now.
9: But how long usually does it retain its full scent? Oh, well, a few hours. Four or five at the most.
6: Exactly my point.
9: Your, and and forgive me for
6: saying this, my lord, your body smelled as if it had been recently applied.
9: Whatever could that mean? First of all, your body... Uh, Mr. Holmes, can we stop calling it my body? It is quite unsettling to my nerves. I do apologize, sir. The replicated body did not
6: show any signs of decomposition. It did not smell as though it had been dead for several months. But it did smell a freshly applied extract
9: of limes. I'm sorry. I may be dense, but... What does all that mean? It was a replica of you. A perfect
6: replica. Too perfect. Whoever copied your
9: likeness was too precise. Oh, dear. So, everyone believes me to be dead... Even my wife? I'm afraid so.
8: I brought those delectable cakes you like so much, my lord. And while I was in the palace kitchen, I managed to download all of your adventures, Sherlock Holmes. Most enjoyable reading.
6: Thank you, Fancy. But we must eat quickly.
8: Why is that, Sherlock Holmes?
6: The lord must fulfill his destiny. For I am the prophet of the lord. And I say unto you, um, the Lord and his servant, Clancy, shall meet with the Queen of Mars, and they will bring peace to the universe. We, uh, will? You
8: will. Praise the Lord! We must hurry! I didn't know I was part of a prophecy. Ooh, this is so exciting!
2: Please, uh, I- I'm i thirsty.
6: <coughs> oh, Watson, do please wake up. And do please sober up. And what in heaven's name are you doing in your, um, uh, um, under, um, pants?
2: Mm-hmm. My, my pants?
6: My trousers? Where are my trousers? Oh, Watson. Do please put your trousers on immediately. We have work to do.
2: All right, Holmes. You do not have to tell me twice. I shall retrieve my trousers and... Oh, wait a second. Holmes? I'm here,
6: my friend. And I brought Lord Paddington.
2: But... But you are both... ...dead!
1: Victoria, Empress of the Universe, Episode 4, The Empty Spaceship was written, directed, and produced by Victor Aurelius. Featured in the cast were... Ellie Hirschman as Dr. John Watson, Matt Weller as Lieutenant Booth, Barry Moffat as the Martian Library, Victor Aurelius as the Military Intelligence Officer, Matthew Turner as Leader X... Lisa Dyer Cross as Queen Zynea. Jeff Niles as Mycroft Holmes. Joel Nisbet as Captain Marcus Bowman. Michael Breckenridge as Commander York. Victor Aurelius as Lieutenant Fox. Alex Gilmore as Dr. Neville Heath. Brian Reed as Prince Victor Edward Albert. Chris Scott Marcellus as the voice of Tauros. Jeff Niles as Sherlock Holmes. Jonathan Patrick Russell as Clancy the Robot. Ellie Hirschman as the Venusian Scout. Victor Aurelius as Admiral Shakar, Rachel Rumler as G7B, and Matthew Turner as Lord Paddington. Music by Kevin MacLeod. Sound design by Victor Aurelius. Copyright the 4077th and All Better Audio, 2014.
5: This has been an All Better Audio production.
6: was set together by, by
0: the the until next week where we get into the hum does that sound ominous for you David I'm Jack Ward and I'm David Alt saying good night good night This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
6: Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Who, it really stimulates the mind, do not it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch Bells in the Battery on Friday Follies and Sunday
1: Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the Battery. Always odd, always family friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it.